Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. Gone, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Let's get the show on the road. And um, I want to share with you an incredible story. I was reading about flying back from London yesterday. Um, and um, in 1987, it's an extraordinary story. In 1987, a guy by the name of Gordon Wilson and his daughter were buried in rubble. Hey Sanjay, hi to all. So in 1987, in Northern Ireland, Gordon Wilson and his daughter Marie, his young daughter, were part of an explosion. And that explosion meant that they got buried in rubble and they were alive in the rubble. And what was happening is he was holding his daughter's hand as they lay there dying. Picture, picture the scenario. Explosions gone. There are 50 or 60 people that are buried. And one of the people that is buried is Marie Wilson with her father. And what's happening is as they're laying dying, she holds his, her, his hand, his daughter, and repeated these final words before she died. Daddy, I love you very much. Subsequently, what happened is she died. She died in the rubble and he survived. What happened afterwards was he was interviewed on BBC. And on BBC, they said to him, how much hate do you have for the people that killed your daughter? And his words were, I have no bad feeling towards them. I have no revenge. In fact, I pray for them every night. Subsequently, what happened, and as reported by the BBC, this was the turning point in Northern Ireland, where the IRA wrote an apology to what happened to Gordon Wilson. And subsequently what happened, this became the pivotal moment to change the relationships of all the fighting that was happening in Northern Ireland with the IRA. This guy, my friends, became the legacy. And why do I share this story with you today? Because I think a lot of the times that people are going out there with strong intentions of creating some sort of movement or a legacy where I'll go to say to you, it can happen by an accident. Another story that also just gave me absolute goosebumps was the one of Rosa Parks. And Rosa Parks, in 1955, on the 1st of December, in 1955, in America, got on a bus and she sat down. And the rule was that if you were a black person and you were on a bus and people were standing up, you would have to get up 
off your seat and give it to a white person. And on this particular day, Rosa Parks turned around and said, no, I'm not getting up off my seat. She subsequently got arrested. She refused to get up off her seat. When she was interviewed, they said, why didn't you get off off your seat? She said, it wasn't because I was physically tired, but I was tired of giving in. This story has an element of someone that created a legacy because subsequently what happened is the US Supreme Court ended up ruling it was unconstitutional to separate riders on a bus based on their color. Again, this is someone who in one moment took an action. It's also about someone that has integrity and self-respect, right? And guys and girls, I share these two stories because every day you have that golden opportunity to actually create a legacy. Every day you have the opportunity to do the right thing. This, my friends, is what legacy is all about. So gang, and I have to say, in my own life, what seems to have happened is I was a real estate agent that became a real estate coach, that became someone involved in the media, that now through video, through social media platforms, through my blog, through my real estate gym, what's happened is I impact people like every day I mean and it's not real estate people a lot of the times I have people that I run into at hotel foyers at airports say I follow your content it has helped my life so it has been an accident I did not go out to do it right and now I spend more and more time not just talking about skills and competencies in the real estate industry but I'm actually talking about ultimately the world is a better place if people are kinder and nicer to other people. And I believe that I have a philosophy that good girls and guys can come first. That is fundamentally my philosophy. But let's move on to some content. Thank you, Sean. I'm making a massive impact. And I've got to tell you, I underestimated the impact but Susan has told me over the last few months, read the stuff that people send in, right? And I never do. And like, I've got to tell you, it's thousands of stuff. And I, and I never used to do it because I was a sort of person I would not get attached to what people say, whether it was good or negative. I did my thing. And in the process, sometimes what happens is you actually don't realize yourself that people actually value the work you do. So it matters. So let's go off and give you some good work. Let me give you some work done by David Maester, who is the Harvard business professor who studied, there are nine things that, uh, hello Liz, how are you going? Just spoke to you as well. She's, a, she's, she's, she's an incredible person. Seek her out on the field of nutrition and, um, and health. She's a local inner west, inner west girl and a thought leader in a field. And I want to talk to you about thought leadership here. I want to talk to you about the fact that I hate, I hate 
salespeople that sound like salespeople. I hate people that are mortgage brokers, that are car salespeople, that are nutrition people, that are any field of service, any sort of job where you're dealing with consumers. I hate the cheats. I hate people that use coercive language that can influence people that have the wrong intentions. So I'm constantly seeking out and saying, hey, here is how good people operate and you can be a great guy or girl and make a fortune if that's what you want. So guys and girls, let's move on. There are nine steps that are gonna take you from being a salesperson to a trusted advisor, as the research suggests by David Meister from the book, The Trusted Advisor, in the research he's done at Harvard Business Review. Here, are they, here they are. Number one, the first sign of moving from salesperson to trusted advisor is, are you looking at a short-term relationship or are you looking at a long-term relationship with your client. That is rule number one. So rule number one is when you're sitting there with someone, are you saying to yourself, I can see what I can get out of them here because I'm not worried about anything else but a one-off commission deal product sale, right? So rule number one, are you sitting there with a mindset that I'm getting a client here for life or are you looking at getting a client for 10 minutes? Rule number two in shifting from salesperson to a trusted advisor is the following. Have you got their interests ahead of your interests? Rule number two, have you got their interests ahead of your interests? Guys and girls, rule number three, let's move on. By the way, if you've got, if rule number two is your interest versus their interest, basically you've got commission breath. You have got commission breath. And I've always said it, commission breath doesn't work anymore because the customer self-serves on a platform called Google and Google tells the truth. So really, you should not be playing that game. Your job is, in fact, to interpret the information and explain it as an expert, not to actually go off and give them information unnecessarily because a lot of these people are people that can actually self-serve on the internet. Guys, going to have a bit of water here. Rule number three is this. Rule number three is do you have a genuine interest in them as a person? Do you have a genuine interest in them in their business? Do you have curiosity factor? That is rule number three of a trusted advisor. Or are you sitting there and thinking, they'll say this, I'll say this, they'll say this, I'll say this. And what will actually happen is it will become an artificial conversation. Curiosity is going to help you understand why are they saying what they're saying. So let's move on to rule number four of moving to a trusted advisor. And that is, are you a person that they say something and you're not thinking about what they're saying and you just respond with what you were thinking of saying? Are you listening with the intent to listen and understand 
or are you listening with the intent just to respond? I'll say that again. Are you listening from a position of understanding or are you listening from a position of responding? And that rule number four has got a lot to do with rule number three, which is don't be a yes person where they say something and say, yes, 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 I understand. No, what you've got to do is be curious to try and understand the underlying problem. That's what you've got to do. Let me shift around here and see whether this light is better. No, that's all right. Just stay there. Guys and girls, can I ask you, because there is light coming through here, can you see me clearly? Is there too much of a glare? Can you just put in the comments, glare is okay, or move camera? Let me move on. Let me move on to rule number five of becoming a trusted advisor. Looks good. Thank you so much, Amol. And by the way, guys and girls, look at what Amol is doing. I mean, you know, she's a real estate gym member that's embraced a lot of the social media skills that I talk about. And um, she's built this incredible brand doing live stream videos. Follow her. Follow, follow Taney what they're doing. Um, Matthew Pilios the guy from Marshall White, who is also a famous Fox Sports commentator, and you can watch him commentating on the boxing, and I'm coming to watch a fight near you, sir. Lex, thank you for everyone for responding, saying that the camera looks fine. Let's move on to number five. Rule number five of becoming a trusted advisor is this. Are you reliable? Are you reliable? Does your audio match your video? Do you say something and then you do it? Or do you say it and don't do it? And then what happens is you get across on the trust factor scale. So rule number five, are you reliable? Here is a, here's a tip, guys and girls, on reliability. Under promise, don't over promise. It will make your life in reliability far more easier. Because when you overpromise, what you're doing is you're creating high expectations, right? So I would say what you want to do in reliability is underpromise and deliver more than overpromise and underdeliver. Let's move on. Someone was, you know, someone was telling me the other day in the UK when I was in London that Gary Vaynerchuk went over to the UK, did a talk, and they got disappointed because what he did is he sort of went off and overpromised that he was going to do a talk on a totally different subject, and then he just basically did the same talk that he always does, right? It still would have been good to, a, a talk, but what he did is he pre-framed people. So what you've got to do is understand deliver on what you say you're going to deliver. What does that mean? If you say to an owner in real estate, I will call you within 10 minutes after every open for inspection, you call them after every open for inspection. If you're not going to do it, don't say that that is your process, right? Let's move on to number six. The number six factor to take you from a commission breath salesperson to a trusted advisor is that what you want to do is become a thought leader. And an expert thought leader is someone that is creating content themselves or getting other people's content 
and putting it out there in a blog, in a live stream video. What am I doing right now? What am I doing? I'm being a content curator using information that's come from David Meister, who is a Harvard business professor, and I'm curating this content and throwing my version of it on my platform to a tribe that's got my vibe. So what you've got to do is become a thought leader. And Susan, thank you so much for actually summarizing each point. Be an expert or thought leader. How do you do that? It's simple. You get information, and if you're someone that writes it, use a written blog and an email newsletter. If you're someone that likes just voice only, be a podcaster. If you're someone that is okay on video and is comfortable speaking live like me, work that strength. You know, I have to say to you, live streaming is so underrated. It takes the Facebook and Instagram algorithm to your advantage. And I have to say to you, it is the one factor that has helped me become the number third most engaged on social media real estate coach trainer in the world. It has been this platform of live stream because when Susan and I look at the metrics, our metrics show that live video done on a mobile phone can be more impactive on using high quality video equipment that is pre-recorded. And I'm glad that many of the clients I coach and train, including the Novaks, have gone down that path. And you know what happens? When you do this, your competitors turn around and then they won't do it because what happens is they don't want to look like they're copying you. So the gap gets even bigger. And Noel has just told me she's getting six and a half thousand views on live stream. There's 2,000 views on pre-records. Guys and girls, the numbers don't bullshit. Let's move on. So thought leadership is become a content creator, content curator on information your marketplace wants. My real estate agents are looking for self-development and skills and competencies to list and sell more real estate, and that's what I deliver. You're the Panadol to a marketplace of vendors and buyers who need information on how to transact better and what's happening in their marketplace. Serve the community. Let's move on to number seven. The number seven trait of a trusted advisor is, are they fun or are they friction? I'll say that again. Are they fun or are they friction? Friction means it feels uncomfortable. It's hard dealing with them. It doesn't feel natural. People aren't relaxed. Fun is they interact and they say, I just really enjoy talking to her. It feels good. It feels effortless. It feels like I haven't spoken to them for about three months, but it's like we're continuing the conversation. So for me, rule number seven that the Harvard business professor talks about being fun is critical. And I believe I have a, in my life, I believe that you should have a business that is an elf business. Effortless, lucrative, fun. Elf, E for effortless, L for lucrative, F for fun. Let's move on to number eight, and that is passionate passionate. Guys and girls, it appears that uh, we are having a bit of a poor connection here. And what I'll do is let you know that I'm going to keep recording here because I can actually send this rant out afterwards. And that is passionate. Are they passionate people? Are they people that, you know, 
love the work they're doing. They're pumped about it. They enjoy it. Number nine, guys and girls, is authenticity. Authenticity. So gang, I'm going to finish the rant on that point. And that is because we've got a bad reception where we're at. I want to thank you so much for giving me the best thing you can give me, your attention. For those of you in the real estate gym, you're going to get a copy of this rant. So if you've missed it on live stream, it's not the end of the world. Guys and girls, I'm signing off. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next-